Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Man, when it rains, it pours, and the breaking, something else. Brittany Griner, nine years. That's what she was sentenced to in Russia. She pled guilty on the drug charge. She had a cannabis vape product in Russia where she, she was playing basketball. She said that her doctor allowed it. Don't get me wrong. I don't excuse the idea that you would tr- try and bring this back. R- r- ridiculous, ridiculous idea. But if you think for a second that this is Russia and justice, you're out of your head. And if you think for a second, well, what are you going to do? They, they have their laws. I think you're also out of your head. And y- y- your radio is, is fine. I have the hiccups. I don't know. It happens. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Com. See, there it is. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. She was fined a million rubles. It's about $16,400. And now the question is, what is to be done about this? And if you say to me, well, nothing. Nothing. Well, she, she was the fool. You brought you brought drugs into, in, into Russia? You tried to get drugs out? Out of Russia? Brittany Griner of the WNBA made her decision. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. I don't disagree that what Brittany Griner did was stupid. I don't disagree at all. I am not okay with allowing her to be a a tool for which Vladimir Putin can say, oh, look at those Americans. You bring her home. And I have said more than once when she comes home, I don't know if she's going to badmouth the United States or not. She's engaged in some commentaries in the past. But you deal with that then. And you deal with that by telling the WNBA, this is all on you. That's what you do. She stated, I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, my fans in the city of uh, Yekaterinburg. That's what she was playing for my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought on them. I also want to apologize to my parents, my siblings, the Phoenix Mercury organization back at home, the amazing women of WNBA and my amazing spouse back at home. Calling it an honest mistake. Um, I believe that this is absolutely part of a serious, serious chain of events. Because I don't believe that you leave Brittany Griner there. And there's another American at, at, at play who was sentenced to uh, years of hard labor. It's going to kill him is the fear. His name is Paul Whelan, W-H-E-L-A-N. There was a conversation of a uh, prisoner swap, 
and the Russian at play is known as the Merchant of Death arms dealer. Look, uh, uh, Merchant of Death is a lousy name. It's been used too often. You leave Brittany Griner there? You're not making the argument that I will lose sleep over it. That is that is that is that is not it. I'm not going to lose sleep. Brittany Griner made decisions that were terrible decisions. I just don't believe that you can leave her there. I simply do not believe that you can leave her in Russia. I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, Genka, the fans, and the city of DCAT for my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought. I want to also apologize to my parents, my siblings, my Phoenix American Earth organization back at home, the amazing women of the WNBA, and my amazing spouse. That's her in her own words. I do believe this is going to get a bit tense. Also breaking is the FBI charging four Louisville... Well, I'm sorry about that. Four Louisville police officers being charged in the shooting death of Breonna Taylor. So they arrested uh, a former Louisville police officer. Three other uh, officers were charged with civil rights violations. I am not 100% sure about how I feel here. Um, I have to go back and remind myself of some of the specifics of Breonna Taylor. And the, the, it, there was the first the conversation of um, no-knock warrants in, in, in involving her. Um, there was a raid on her apartment, which was um, the wrong apartment, and there were shots fired at police, and therefore police fired back. Breonna Taylor was killed in that. But the story here is that uh, one of the defendants, Janes, Joshua Janes, was fired from the Louisville Police Department in 2021 after a supervisor said he lied on the paperwork that led to the March 2020 raid. The charges that were announced alleged that the officers responsible for falsifying the affidavit that led to the search took steps to cover up their unlawful conduct after Ms. Taylor was killed. Now, if this is where the charges are, because this is all just coming out as, as, as I'm sharing it with you, if this is where the charges are, based on impropriety and cover-up, okay. You're not going to get me to say no to that. Speaking of, where are the charges against Hunter Biden? I'm not saying if X, then Y. I'm saying I want the FBI to be people who are looking up, who are, who are looking into these kinds of serious events. That's what I'm saying. You think I'm okay with, with, with cover-up? You think I'm okay with falsifying paperwork? Absolutely not. I want people to go to jail for that. But I want all the people to go to jail for that. That's what I want. That's what I favor.
And, of course, in all of this, you have China engaged in missile tests. You want to call them that? What are they calling them? Strategic uh, missile launches? You've got missiles landing in Japan's economic zone. You have got missiles landing in the Taiwan Strait. A series of places. Man, are they unhappy that Nancy Pelosi went to China. Nancy Pelosi is not responsible. An American can visit Taiwan anytime an American chooses. Let's not play the part of useful idiot. Oh, look what look what uh, Nancy Pelosi did. No, this is what China has always wanted to do. You've got nine ballistic missiles, five of which landed in Japanese-controlled waters, according to the Japanese Ministry of Defense. That is a story. And none of it has to do with Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan because Americans visiting Taiwan is right because China does not get to threaten an entire island, an entire nation. They believe in a one-China policy. In the next hour, I'm going to talk to Noah Rothman of Commentary Magazine about this exact issue, how people have reacted on the left and on the right to Pelosi's trip. Well, now you've just caused a, 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 a reason, you know, for... Uh, for um, China to to invade Taiwan. No, no, no. They didn't need a reason. They've always wanted to. They were waiting for their moment. That moment became more crystal clear when the United States engaged a withdrawal from Afghanistan that left Americans to die and also left Afghanistan as a launching pad for terrorism. That's not my words. That's the words of John Kirby, the national security spokesperson. Jake Sullivan says we are communicating directly with the Taliban about their obligations not to allow al-Qaeda to use Afghanistan as a basis for plotting. What does that look like? What, what is he saying? What is the White House saying? Yeah. And what are the consequences of them not doing that? We have multiple channels to communicate with the Taliban, um, and we're using those channels. Uh, we've made it very clear uh, that this was a violation, not that we believe, not that we think it was a violation, of the Doha Agreement, which specifically says that it commits them to not allowing Afghanistan to be used as a safe haven or a launching pad for attacks against the United States uh, or other of our allies and partners. And clearly, because Mr. Zawahiri was not only there, but was actively encouraging his followers to plot and plan attacks against the American interest and the American homeland, that's a violation. We've made that very clear. You told us that there was no way that Afghanistan was a hotbed for terrorist activities. And, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't you. It was President Biden himself. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan as well as, as well as getting Osama bin Laden, and we did. That's great. That is great and terrific and good on you. 
except al-Qaeda is in Afghanistan. Al-Qaeda is getting support from the Taliban. Taliban is trying to cover up when al-Zawahiri, this terrorist who's the number two to Osama bin Laden, uh, gets killed by the American military in a drone strike. Who, Lord knows who else they're covering up. I thought this wasn't going to be happening. China didn't need Speaker Pelosi's provocations. Pfft, don't get bought into that crazy. They wanted this. And now they're playing, well, kind of as you would think they would. They're going to drop some missiles into the water here and into the water there and get a little close, and then they're going to try and mess with, with shipping lanes. Just a reminder to the rest of the world that China has to be dealt with. The rest of the world has to say no. And remember, China is not in this strength place that they used to be. They're getting a little more isolated diplomatically. Then you see where people are repatriating production and manufacturing to their own countries. Very interesting thought about how uh, China under Xi Jinping over the last couple of years has not been making this continued move towards this what they call state-run capitalism which is not actually capitalism but they're actually making more and more of a move towards soviet-style communism what happened to jack ma jack ma is alibaba basically the amazon of china he spoke out against china's regulatory schemes and you know what happened he got disappeared that's a thing you get disappeared in China. He is only seen rarely, totally supportive of the regime, and it is a regime, and it's not a free society. His money has been taken because it's not his. It all belongs to the Communist Chinese Party. They are pushing more communism, not less. More totalitarianism, not less. More control, not less. And on the other side, they are losing economic engine good because china needs to be collapsed from the inside and it wouldn't hurt to have some pressure from the outside and that pressure is going to involve a lot of nations saying you know what we're gonna put some military hardware over here near the taiwan strait and we're gonna put a lot of uh, military uh hardware uh there uh, near near the taiwan strait i mean have you ever looked at a map you might want to look at a map guys Maps are very important at a time like this, right? Because it's a small strip of water that separates uh, 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 Taiwan and China. That Taiwan Strait, a small strip of water indeed. But you might want to put some things in the South China Sea, and uh, you may want to move some things over to the East China Sea. Oh, and then... And then you may want to you may want to spend a lot of good time in Japan in the Sea of Japan. Oh, oh, you know, you know that's my favorite spot to be. I I love to weekend in the Sea of Japan. Ooh, it's 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 like it's like every day is a is a tropical paradise. Wait, it's not. Either way, let's just do it. This is how it has to be. Australia, the United Kingdom, France, Germany. While China is trying to buy your love, you have to understand they're looking to own you.
So figure it out now and do something about it. Nah, Pelosi's visit was the right thing to do, and there should be more visits. And if it means we're more aware of the fact that China's a threat and has to be dealt with, well, let us do just that and let them further collapse. There is a lot going on, and we've got more to get to, including the death of Congresswoman Jackie Walorski right here in my beloved Indiana. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. In Indiana, the special session was supposed to be about how you support Hoosiers who are dealing with inflation. How do you help people who are paying more for everything under the sun? That was the reason for the special session. Governor Eric Holcomb wanted to send everybody back $225, a billion dollars going back to the taxpayers, $225 a piece. And the House said, yeah, this is what we'll do. And the Senate said, nah, no, no, no. What we'll do is we'll suspend utility taxes and some other things, and that's how we'll help people. We'll suspend those for six months. So then the Senate passed their thing, and the House passed their thing, and it went to the other chamber. So they ripped out all the language of the other chamber and put their own language in. So we are nowhere. <laughs> At least that's how it was this morning. Maybe they'll get it figured out. I will tell you that that watching this take place, um... It's f- it really is. This was supposed to be a gimme. It was supposed to be a gimme. And nope. Nope. It's it, it, it it's it's not. It's uh same same problem. We have absolutely no idea what they're gonna do. But if they have a special session and they don't actually give people back money, which is the reason for the special session, people are going to be unhappy. All you did was waste our time. You lied to us. You said one thing and you did another. Man, it's not going to be a good look. I, I never, ever question the ability of this Republican Party to screw it all up. I, I just 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 never once, never ever, I don't I, I, I never deny their ability and the fact that they didn't come together on this, they didn't have a plan going in, they couldn't work out some basics. When you're debating between $225 or suspending these gas and utility taxes for six months, just do both. Do them both, get it done, get the people their money back. And move on. That's what they should do. If only they would listen to me. I'm Tony Katz. Representative Jackie Walorski was killed in a car accident yesterday at the age of 58. Her, with some of her staffers, working in Elkhart, Zachary Potts, Emma Thompson, were killed when a car coming the other way jumped into their lane, 
hitting them head on. Tony Katz, great to be with you today. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd District. He heads up the Republican Study Committee. He services the Fort Wayne area, the district just south of the late Representative Walorski's uh, district. Uh, Congressman, uh, this is somebody uh, who I've had repeatedly on the show, but somebody you worked with day in and day out and very often on the same issues that affected Northeast Indiana. Uh, talk to me about where you were when you heard the news and your thoughts on the representative. Well, uh, Tony, I'm, I'm still um, just sick about it. I woke up this morning and had hoped it was a a bad dream and, and realizing today that it's uh, indeed true that we lost a great friend and colleague, uh, Jackie Walorski from Indiana. I, I've served in Congress for six years. She, she served a couple of terms longer, but then uh, I've known her since her time in the Indiana State House, where she was as much of a giant there on conservative issues as she's been in Washington. I, I, I can just tell you on a on a most people know her as Jackie Walorski, the congressman. You know her as Jackie Walorski, the person. She was just a great, the, the rare great person that you could look up, look up to in Congress. Uh, Kevin McCarthy named her the ranking member of the Ethics Committee. She would have been the, the chairwoman of the Ethics Committee next term, which is, it was, which is evidence of her integrity, that she is someone who is highly credible and respected in the body. What, what, a, what a big loss for our nation, for Congress, uh, for Indiana. I'll, I'll dearly miss her. There is, you know, the idea of what it takes to to fight in Congress and how one would fight in Congress. If I'm on her uh, site, walorski.house.gov, just in the past two weeks, there was conversation about the issue with gun bans and how they endanger Americans' rights, uh, conversations about Joe Biden and his responsibility for uh, the recession, about uh, streamlining care for seniors, about the issues with paying off student loans, conversations about abortion and those who are anti-life as it was written here, and conversations about equipping the U.S. military to confront the 21st century threats. Um, social issues or political issues, uh, Representative Walorski did not seem to shy away. Was she somebody who wanted the fight or somebody who was willing to fight? Well, she was She was always in the middle of the fight. And uh, whether it was standing up for the unborn, I mean, she, she will always have a reputation for so many as being one of the leading advocates uh, for unborn babies and the pro-life cause. She also served on the, some would say, the most powerful committee in Congress, the House Ways and Means Committee, where she was rising up as one of the top uh, leaders in the top rung of that committee, fighting for economic policies that help help people and working men and women in our state and throughout the country. So, But to your point, Tony, she was always in the middle of the fight. I always, I, So many times I had to follow her uh, in a speaking order, and I always hated it because she was so uh, she was so passionate. I mean, if you if when you're around her, I mean, she she is larger than life, and uh, uh, to follow her in a speaking order was always something that I hated to do because she always brought the fire, and that's what I admired about her, and uh, was so many will, will so many will miss about her. Just last week, Tony, she had COVID, so she was in she was at home in her district recovering from COVID, and I I. Uh, had the privilege of, of proxy voting for her, which is, is that in those cases is a legitimate purpose of 
of the proxy voting system. And actually, I, I haven't told too many people this. I actually messed up one of her votes, and it was on something fairly, fairly important. And I had to call her and apologize. And and uh, the the grace that she had for me messing up on something like that uh, for her is something just on a on a personal level, on a personal note, embodies the type of character that she had. She was a very very uh, she she had so much passion. She fought so hard, but she had so much grace for people. And I think that was a big part of her faith as a as a as a as a Christian, as a as a believer. I mean, her faith is something that she always lived out on the floor of Congress in her district around others. Uh, that that's an important attribute. I hope uh, so many will uh, will never forget about her as well. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, chairman of the Republican Study Committee, about the late Representative Jackie Walorski, which I'm with you, sir. That is a weird thing to say. Uh, I certainly did not know her as well uh, as as you, but she appeared on this show uh, multiple times. Uh, Talk to me about what happens now in Congress. Certainly this does not change the the, the, the makeup in terms of of, uh, control of, of Congress. But anytime a, a, a member should pass, a member should resign, whatever the case may be, things do indeed change. And there, there's, there's an election coming up. I mean, there's just a lot of, oh, my gosh, what, what comes of this? Uh, mourning the woman first and, and, and foremost. Uh, but has there been a conversation or, or maybe the better question is when will there be a conversation amongst the Republican caucus about what comes next in the second district and for for Congress as a whole? Yeah, I think you know everyone's still processing uh, you know, such a devastating and tragic event and loss yesterday. But in the days to come, you know, we'll learn more about that process. There, there will be a a caucus in the second district of the Republican precinct committee men who will gather, and they will they would they will make. This is where it gets inter- it gets uh, uh, complicated. They will make a decision to replace. Jackie for the rest of her term, and then they will have another caucus to uh, replace her name on the ballot in the November election. And what's what's uh, complicated about that, Tony, is that those are two different districts: the current district and then the new districts, so, which are uh, not uh, substantially different, but they are different. So. I imagine in the next few days, the Indiana State Republican Party will release um, news about how they ha- how they intend to handle that caucus process, and uh, and then we'll start hearing more about some of the the names in the district that uh, might emerge to seek to replace Jackie. But I think at at the moment, so many of us are grappling with, as you said, grappling with the grasping the, the loss of Jackie and um, recognizing that her uh, shoes indeed will be very difficult to fill. Before I let you go, Congressman, talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I wanted to get your thoughts changing subjects just a bit. Uh, I should say just a bit, a tremendous amount, because I'm moving you from uh, the late Representative Walorski to the current speaker, Nancy Pelosi. As she has left Taiwan, she is now in in, in South Korea. Um, I am somebody who, while not a fan of the speaker, had no issue with the trip uh, to Taiwan, and I actually found it to be important, and even though we wake up today uh, to seeing more um, exercises from the Chinese uh, in, in the Taiwan Straits, uh, your take on the speaker and this delegation uh, going to Taiwan, the right move or the wrong move? 
I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm glad she went to Taiwan to show support for their sovereignty, for the people of Taiwan. We should never back down to bullies like the Chinese Communist Party, the, the uh, uh, Chairman Xi and, and others who are saber-rattling in that region and, and uh, trying to deter our leaders from going to a place where many American leaders have gone before to show that type of support. The bigger problem that I have here, uh, Tony, is that the President of the United States tried to uh, deter the Speaker from going there in the first place projecting that that type of weakness from the very top levels of our government is something to me that's unforgivable. And um, th- when he tried to intimidate uh, the speaker from going, I mean, I think that that raises the, the larger questions about uh, about uh, our, our, our the commander in chief and, and the type of weakness that, that we project on a on a global basis, almost on a daily basis at this point uh, in America. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and sharing your thoughts uh, about the late Representative Walorski. We will talk again very soon, sir. The news broke yesterday that Congressman Jackie Walorski was killed in a car accident in Elkhart, along with members of her staff, Zachary Potts and Emma Thompson. A woman driving a vehicle in the other lane crossed lanes, resulting in the head-on collision. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. The statements have come from everywhere to discuss the shock people feel and to remember the passing of Representative Walorski. The Indiana Chamber of Commerce uh, Kevin Brinegar, the CEO, Congressman Walorski was such a pleasure to work with, both in her tenure at the Indiana State House and in Congress. She always fought hard for her constituents and was a trusted ally in advocating for policies to better the lives of all Hoosiers. From uh, there was a statement as well from Representative uh, Bouchon, Larry Bouchon of the 8th District for almost a decade. Representative Jackie Walorski has served Indiana's 2nd Congressional District with strength, honor, and duty. Her steadfast commitment to her district was evident in all that she did. Joining us now, Congressman Greg Pence, who spent many a day working side-by-side with Representative Walorski, representing the 6th District of Indiana, as Congressman Pence does. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us. The news uh, breaking yesterday, this car accident. Before we get into details about her and your work together, your thoughts, sir? Yeah, the uh, Hoosiers, we, good morning, Tony. We, we've lost a great Hoosier, uh, just a, you know, a strong woman, uh, kind of in the vein of, of my mother, my wife, my daughters, and uh, and everybody that met her. Uh, she was a leader among all Congress people, and she was just a wonderful person. You know, Tony, she was a uh, ranking member of the Ethics Committee, and I think that almost sums it up about Jackie. She was the person that the Republicans in the House of Representatives asked to lead ethics probes and evaluation of other members and try to do it a fair way because she is was a very fair kind person you know people tony people say to me hey i do you all have seating assigned seating uh on the house floor and i said no uh, why do you ask that and they said well i look on c-span and i i see y'all sitting there 
Jackie always sat in the same spot uh, on the aisle, and and I'd always go over and visit with her and chat up, and she had a great sense of humor. She was just she was fun. She didn't take herself seriously, but she was also on the Ways and Means Committee, and as I said, on the Ethics Committee. And and Tony, you know that Ways and Means, Energy and Commerce, those are the two most important committees in the House. And she was she was a super leader. I'm personally really going to miss her. And and you know she she and Dean, her husband, she talked about how they go. She'd come home every weekend uh, to the district, and they go boating she loved to get out in the sun she had a fabulous tan all the time uh she her husband was her best friend I just she just kind of person that i like to be around when you talk about representative Valorsky, though within you, know, you talk about the ethics committee you talk about houseways and means and yes houseways and means is is how you spend the money it's 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 big power uh, right there. But how would you l- look at her in relationship to uh, l- leadership? What was Representative Walorski doing within the Republican caucus in moving conversations forward? Well, she and I were both on the whip team uh, and her contributions in those debates on how we would what position we would take on bills. Uh, when when Jackie talked, everybody listened. Uh, she was measured. She was thoughtful. Uh, she did her homework. A very, very intelligent person, uh, and and everybody listened to her all the time. You know, Kevin McCarthy called me yesterday, and we talked about her because she was the type of person you went to for, hey, what do you think about this or that? And and whether it was kind of a personal issue uh, in the house, you know, leadership. I know Kevin would lean on her if he if he was maybe call it a management issue. And then legislatively, you know, she was a lot of Hoosier common sense out there in Washington, D.C. Uh, before before I let you go, sir, and I appreciate you taking the time uh, to speak uh, about her. And, and, of course, there's going to be now what do you do about uh, we're in the middle of, of an election. Uh, you've got uh, a, a district uh, now. You have a district that changes um, and, and how some appointments are, are going uh, to 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 go, um, I, I wanted to while while I had you and and moving off uh, the the subject, some of the things that you've been talking about and uh, you've been uh, d- discussing is is a higher price conversation. You've been talking about inflation. You've been very clear in the sixth district talking about uh, broadband access and 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 a lot of uh, unsexy things uh, to to help your district necessary in more rural uh, areas um, has have you been in contact with the Biden administration with the White House discussing uh, policies regarding um, inflation because your latest discusses uh, the importance of deregulation what have you been discussing with the administration on that subject uh, I sure have, Tony, and, you know, I've, I've signed on to and, of course, I've authored and written a whole bunch of letters to the Biden administration, to the different cabinet members, pointing things out, being on the Energy and Commerce Committee, you know, the, the whole energy sector, uh, the electri- uh, rush to the electrification of the transportation industry before, before, and this is something you and I can talk about some other time, but before we actually can do it properly or in a reasonable amount of time, I've written many letters. We've written it to the uh, Secretary of Energy. We've written it to Secretary of Commerce. 
uh, of course, in hearings, you know, questioned. Uh, and that that's all we can really do in the minority right now is, you know, just put the pressure on when we win in the fall and we take back the House uh, in next January. Then we're going to have, uh, you know, some some very serious conversations uh, under oath with those people that we've sent letters to and haven't got answers from. Congressman Walorski was good to us. It was good to the show. And uh, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's just hard. I appreciate Congressman Pence. I appreciate Congressman Banks uh, sharing uh, their thoughts. I mean, just, just some of the people who worked with this woman day after day. It, 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 it is pure horror. It, it really and truly is a, a horrible accident. Everybody involved, uh, the woman who crossed the lanes as, as reported, and Zachary Potts and Emma Thompson, who I, I worked with Emma Thompson to coordinate interviews with Representative Walorski. Losing their lives in this, just brutal. Things move quick. Uh, be safe, be well. Good people didn't deserve this terrible story. I appreciate Congressman Banks. I appreciate Congressman Pence. I appreciate you guys very much. So find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.